This is Gemara in Ksubis, Adaf, beginning a new parak, beginning the second parak. I, I just want to apologize. I know that yesterday's share was a little bit fast. In truth, all the concepts that we learned, called Kavua, Kamechsa, Amechsa, that you go, Basaroiv, Ochanach, Aroiv, they're very deep and extremely complicated concepts. Hopefully, we got the very, very basics that whenever something is stationary, Kavua, then it's Mechsa, Mechsa, 50 50, which will result in a stringency in general, although we found leniencies as well. And as well, that called the Parish, Meruba Parish, so when something is on the move, something is moved away from the from the group, then we go with the majority. But for now, let's begin a new parak. Tezvavu mebeis the Mishnah. Ha'isha, a woman shenis armla oynis garsha. A woman that nis armla means she became a widow. For the word of almana oynis garsha, or she became divorced. He oymeres besula nisasani. She says, when I originally got married, I was a besula. So now, what do I get? A two hundred mana. And the husband says, Husband, wait, I thought he died. We said in his armla. So Rashi right away points off, it's going on the case of divorce, and the case of Amana is that the Yarshim are the ones coming to Bezin and talking. And he says, like, you know, you got married in the state of an Almana, meaning you only get a hundred Manaksuba. Say now, the Mishnah is going to teach us that if there were Edim at the wedding, and if the Edim knew that what type of wedding was this, this was a wedding of a Basula, a wedding of a woman that was never previously married, then she gets her 200 Ksuba. Now, how, what do the Edim see at the wedding? Says the Mishnah, Yatza Behinuma, she went out with a Hinuma, which the Gemara doesn't explain what that means. The Raisha Parua, she went out with her hair down. As Rashi says, that was the custom that when a Basula got married, she would go down with her hair down. Down with her shoulders, where they took from her father's house to the chapa. Then ksubasa masayim. Then she gets two hundred. Rav Yechonim and Brayikaim are avchila klayos. Also, if they would give out klayos, his parched grain at the wedding raya. That's also a proof that it was a wedding of a basula. So, if we have edim, if we have witnesses that testify that what type of wedding was it? However many years ago, one, two, twenty, fifty, seventy years ago, whatever it was, then she gets two hundred mana. Umaydir Rav Yeshua. Now the Mishnah almost like a middle sentence. Umaydir Rav Yeshua. Umaydir Rav Yeshua. Who's Rav Yeshua? Umaydir to the Gemara will discuss, of course. Umaydir Rav Yeshua. Chavirov, someone says to his friend, Sada Zushal Avicha, this field is yours. This field was yours. Oh, excuse me. Sada Zushal Avicha, this field was your father's. Ula Kachti, I I bought from him, then Shu Neman, that he is believed. Before we turn over, everyone realized that some level, Rabbi Yeshua jogs our brain back to the previous few days, Daf, in which we had the Machlegis of Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Gamliel usually said the woman was Neman, Rabbi Yeshua said no. So here, Rabbi Yeshua is Maidat to something which we'll have to see in the Gemara what that means. Why in this case? You believe, says Rabbi Yeshua, the famous rules. We turn over to Tazayin Aleph. This guy never had opened up his mouth. He says, "By the way, this field it used to be your father's, but I bought it." If he said nothing, he's in the field. It's his field. So the fact that Pesha Aser, the mouth that made it forbidden, the mouth that said this field was your father's, also said that bought it. So therefore, he is believed to say that. But the Mishnah concludes with Mishidim Shishalav. But let's say there were witnesses that the field is not his. That the field was his father's. Therefore, he no longer has his Pesha Aser. He's not the one that's saying it's forbidden. They them are telling us that. And all he says, I bought it from him. Then he is not believed. So we have two parts. We have two parts of the Mishnah. Part A of the Mishnah is figuring out when a woman gets married as a besula, and part B of the Mishnah is of Yeshua being Maidem. So says the Gemara, Taima de'ika edim. 
The first part of the Mishnah, when does the woman get the Ksuba of 200? If she had Edim. If she has witnesses, that said she got married as a Besula. Halaka Edim. The obvious implication of the Mishnah is if there were no Edim, then Baal Mammon, then the husband is believed. Asks the Gemara, Lehmetanan Stama, the Lake of Gamliel. So it sounds like we have a Stam Mishnah, a Mishnah without any opinions, a Mishnah that states the Din straight, which says what? Lake of Gamliel. Not like Rav Gamliel that says the husband is believed. Dear Rav Gamliel, we had Rav Gamliel many times over the last week. And what does Rav Gamliel say? That she is believed. So seemingly we have a Stam Mishnah, Mishnah without names, going not like Rabbi Gamliel. Answers the Gemara, Afilu Demer Rav Gamliel. No, you can say the Mishnah is Rav Gamliel. Ad Kanukam Rav Gamliel. Awesome. When did Rav Gamliel say his din alibi bari vishema? Rav Gamliel only said his din in the case of bari, certainty, vishema, and a case of doubt, as we've seen. That when the woman says, I am certain, I am sure that this is what happened. For example, Mira says, Tani nasty that after Iris and Son was manis me, Son forcefully lived with me. And the Baal and the husband responds, No, it wasn't. It was before. Husband can't know. 100%, so he's a shaman. Shema, the woman could know 100%, she's a bari. So when she's a bari and he is a shema, that is when we say that the woman has a believability. But in our case, it's a bari bari. The woman saying, uh, excuse me, that uh, both the woman and the husband or the children are saying, no, you were not a basula. So we're having a debate right now, what happened 10 years ago, was she a basula or not? And both of them are bari. So you would think, so in this case, Rav Gamliel does not say his din. So you're, is the mission not like Rav Gamliel? The answer is yes. Is it a kash on Rav Gamliel? No. Why is it not a kash on Rav Gamliel? The reason is because Rav Gamliel wasn't talking about our case. Rav Gamliel was talking about a case of bari and shema, and our Mishnah is a case of Bari and Bari. Loi Amar. Ask the Gemara. Utika Airila, Maika Airila. Always a good question. What was your Havamina? What were you thinking? Ha, Bariu, Bariu. The Mishnah is a case of Bariu, Bari. So why did you ask? Our Mishnah is not like Rav Gamliel. Obviously, Shkayach, it's apples and oranges, apples and airplanes, they have nothing to do with each other. Our Mishnah is Bariu Bari, and Rav Gamliel is Bari and Shema. What was your thought process, asked the Gemara? What was your Ava Amina to think that the Mishnah has anything to do with Rav Gamliel? Answers the Gemara, no, beautiful Ava Amina. Most women, we have a Rav. Most women, when they get married, are Basula. So maybe you would think, Kibari Vishema Dami, the fact that the woman has a Rav on her side, the woman has the majority of the world saying that it was a Basula, and she says that she's a Basula. Maybe her claim together with the Rav gives it a status of a Bari versus the husband's Shema, and that's the Havamina, that the Mishnah is not like Rav Gamliel, and the Chedesh is, no, it has nothing to do with Rav Gamliel. And now the Gemara points out, and in truth, the Havamina is Gishmak, it makes a lot of sense. Because the end of the Mishnah said, remember that cryptic line, in Rav Yeshua's Maida, who's he Maida to, who's he talking to? So, if you tell me that the racial first part of the Mishnah is Rav Gamliel's opinion? Then the Ma'ida Shapir, everything is great. Eliamr Leir Rav Gamliel. If you tell me that the first part of the Mishnah has nothing to do with Rav Gamliel, but Ma'ida Rav Yeshua, Laman Ma'ida. To who is Rav Yeshua Ma'ida? So it makes a lot of sense that the first part of the Mishnah is Rav Gamliel. Answers the Gemara. What do you mean? What's the big deal? Answers the Gemara. Whether of Yeshua is might to the end of the Mishnah has nothing to do with the Rasha. The first part of the Mishnah, isolated in. 
whether the woman has a believability, she needs Edim, that she was a Basula. Why? It's a case of Bari Ubari. Says the Gemara, nothing like Rav Gamliel. I, the Mishnah, continues and says, Umayda Rav Yeshua, Rav Yeshua admits. Says the Gemara, yeah, you know what he admits to? He admits to Din about Amigu, and it's going in the first barrack. It has nothing to do with our discussion. So great. So the Gemara concludes that the first part of the Mishnah is not like Rav Gamliel. It could be Rav Gamliel. Rav Gamliel is not talking about this case. Why not? Because Rav Gamliel is talking about a case of Bari and Shema. And our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. But now we go to case number two in the Mishnah. Umayde Rav Yeshua. Yeshua is my device. The field belongs to your father and I bought from him. Pesha Osir, the mouth that says forbidden is a Pesha Hitter. The mouth that says a Mother. And therefore he's believed. Ask the Gemara now. Ahoy. On what case is Rabbi Yeshua going in which he admits? And the Gemara already keyed us off that he's going in a case of Migu that we would have thought in the previous case she has a believability or not. And in this case, Umayda Rabbi Yeshua, even though in that case she's not believed, in this case she is believed. And now we're going to have a beautiful Chazara of the past few days black going into all the cases that we spoke about. Says the Gemara, if it's going back into the mission, that's you gimel. That says, "Hi, Samubaris, the woman is pregnant." And we ask her, "What is the nature of the child that you're about to be born?" And she responds, "Mishpleni v'kayinu to kayin." And Rav Gamliel says, "Rav Gamliel loves her and men, and she's believed." Rav Yishua Merlevi b'yanu kayim. Rav Yishua says she's not believed. And on that case, Rav Yishua over there says she's not believed to see the nature of the over when she's pregnant. But in our case. She is believed. Ask the Gemara. Hasamai miguika. There's no migu in that case. There's no other thing she could have claimed in the case when she is pregnant. Why not? Everyone sees she's pregnant. So she has no way to deny it. The migu is, I could have said something better. So believe me what I'm saying now. She had nothing better to say because everyone sees she's pregnant. So what do my dear of Yeshua? That case, she's not believed. In our case, she is believed. What's the haida? There was no migu in that case. Allah, case number two, we see her talking with someone else. This was the Mishnah, also on the bottom of your Gimel. We ask her, what's the nature of the man you were talking with? She says he's a kain. She's not believed. Again, what is the case over there? Again, a beautiful Chazar. What is Iri? Say that the Machlech is over there in the case of Middaberes talking. Means they were secluded, they were in Yichod. So there is a Migu. What's the Migu? Migu di Bayam Nevalti. She could have came out of the seclusion and said, we didn't do anything. So believe me that I'm saying who the nature of the man was. Because we could have said we didn't do anything. And I'm admitting that something happened. So now I have a migo. I have a reason you should believe what I'm saying. What does mean? It means the Adam saw them having relations. My migo, there's no migo. There's nothing else she could have said. So that, that attempt is out the Mishnah. Vela Says the Gemara, attempt number three, the Mishnah on the top of your Gimel. She says, it's true, I don't have my Basulim, but they came out via an external force, via a piece of wood. And he says, no, you had relations. She's not believed. Says the Gemara again, what else could she have said? 
According to Rabbi Lazar, that explained that what was the fight in that Mishnah, what was the fight between Mukas 8 and Jusas Ish, was whether she gets a hundred or nothing. So then, she could have said, I was a Mukas 8 after Averson, and then what would have happened according to Rabbi Lazar of Islam Asayim? And yet, what does she say? The Kamrami Karai was always a Mukas 8. And therefore, the last Mehemna, then you're right, there's a Migu. Again, because she's saying I was Mukas 8 before Eresin, and according to Avalazar, she only gets 100 in that case. If she would have said Mukas 8 after Eresin, she would get 200. But says the Gemara, that's only Avalazar, it was a Machlekes that learned that Mishnah. That the debate between husband and wife, wife saying Mukas 8, husband saying Jews as Ish, is a debate between 200 and 100. Because Rav Yoichran learns that when a woman says Mukas 8, she gets 200. My Migu, there's no Migu, there's nothing else she could have said. Elaha says the Gemara, you're right. It must be talking about the following Mishnah on Daf Yud Beis. We're going backwards. We start on the bottom of your Gimel, and I'll put to the top of your Gimel. Now we're going back to your Beis and Beis. Hanaisi is the Isha of Lamatzla, but Sulam Song gets married, and she does not find Besulam Yameretz. What does she say? Misharestani Nasti. She says that after Iris and after the engagement, that is when someone was Ma'anis and forcefully lived with me. It's your fault, my husband. I'm sorry, it's bad luck. And the husband says, And what's the Migu? This is a beautiful Migu in this case. Remember, we spoke about Rashi on that Mishnah, and you based him in base, you said this Migu. She could have said, It's true, I don't have a Sulam. You know why? Because it was taken out with an external instrument, Mukas after Irisin. And then, what would she have gained? She would not be Pasalikuna. But what did she say? The nasty. She said, Someone forcibly lived with me. Someone raped me. And then what happens? The And that's the reason why Mishamachi In that case, Rabbi said she has a believability. Why? She has a Migu. She said, Mishar is Tani Nasty that after Eresin, someone forcibly lived with me. She could have said it was Mukas 8. She would have gained that she can now marry a Kayin. Now she lost out. So she has a Migu. She could have had a better claim. Says Rav Gamliel, she has a believability. Become Rav Yeshua. The Rav Gamliel, Baha'i Migu Duhacha Modina Lecha. Bamugi Dasa Maligna Lecha. Now our Mishnah makes a lot of sense. The Rav Yeshua is telling Rav Gamliel in our Mishnah. And after Zvavim Abiz, we begin the second barrack. Says Rav Yeshua, this case, the case of Besha Asar. That's the case I agree with you, Rav Gamliel, that there's a believability. But in your case, and that good base, I'm in base, I disagree, says the Gemara. Beautiful. We found the case, which Rav Gamliel says is amigo, Rav Yeshua says not, and an arm is reviewed, but in this case, she is believed. Mechli asked the Gemara, hi Migu, seven lines to the bottom, hi Migu, Maishta, hi Migu, hi Migu. Says Gemara, I don't understand. What's the difference? Why in our case, in our Mishnahs, if Yeshua is saying that there is a believability to say, the field belonged to your father and now I bought it. But in that case, back over there, he's not, she's not believed to say, Misharistani and Anasti. In both cases, there's a better claim that the person could have said. There is a Migu. So why in both cases doesn't Rav Yeshua agree <coughs> that there's a believability? Answers the Gemara. A very simple answer. In the case of the field, there's no sharshachet as a quote-unquote. There's no axe slaughtered in front of us, meaning no one's bringing up a case. I'm admitting, I'm starting off the whole case, and of course, it's the basic understanding of Pesha Asar. Then our case, what's going on over here? He's saying this field, by the way, it used to be your father. No one even knew. No one was talking about this. In the previous case, it was a sharshachet. There was a debate. There was a dintaira. 
The husband said, I didn't find the Besulim. So in that case, Rabbi Shua says there's no believability, but in our case, there is. Ask the Gemara one second. Now we're going back. Daf's a little bit out of order today. First part of the Daf dealt with the first case of the Mishnah. Second part of the Daf dealt with Rabbi Yeshua. Now on the bottom of the Zayin of an Aleph, we're going back to the first part of the Mishnah that said that the woman's only belief to say she's a Basula if she has Edim, that she went out with this Heimuna, that her hair was down, that they were giving out Klayos, they were giving out parched green at the wedding. But if there are no Edim, she's not believed. Ask the Gemara one second. The Kivan the Rav Nashim Basulas in this case, what happened to the Rav? We brought in this idea, we entertained this idea on the top of the Amid to bolster her Taina, but now the Gemara asks clearly, why not? Why isn't the Rav enough to say that she was a Basula? Amar Ravina, three lines on the bottom, Misham, Tikla Meimar, Raim Nashem Misulais Nisis. It's true, there's a Raif, but Umiyot Almanis, and the minority of cases, she's not a Misulah. And whenever someone marries a Besula, there's a call. Everyone knows about it. As the last Rashi Lamed says, Everyone knows about it. And in this case, as we turn over to call. why doesn't anyone know? We have a debate here between husband and wife, or wife and husband's children, and no one remembers, was she a Besula? Why not? Usually, whenever there's a basula, there's a whole rash, there's a whole commotion, there's a tumult. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows that they're going out with St. Numa's. We'll see in a moment what exactly that means. So why in this case do they not know? Israele Ruba, that's called a reyesa, that weakens the rove. And since it weakens the rove, therefore she is not believed. Ask the Gemara one second on Tazayan Mabiz, two lines down. He called, and this is Basula Yeshla call. If everyone gets married to the Basula, there's a call. Ki also ate my happy. Now we flip the question back on you. So what do we need to help? There should have been a call. Maybe they ate them are lying because no one knows about this. Elamaravina, I'll tell you as follows. Not every case is there a call. Most of the times there's a call. In the call, Israel, a ruba. It ruins it, it weakens it a little bit. But now the Adam could come and bolster it. So it's not that we assume there's always, but the Rav, therefore the Adam are believed. Says the Gemara, now we're going to deal with exactly what is the case in the Mishnah, Mishla, Adam, Jatabe, Numa, five lines down to Zainam, base. Ask the Gemara. Excuse me, we're not going into the case yet. Said in the Mishnah, Edom come in and say, We remember the wedding shoes of Basula. Whether they remember there was this Enuma, whether they remember her hair was down, whether they remember they gave out these Kloyois, and then she gets a Ksuba. Ask the Gemara, one second, let's play out the case. She's sitting here in New York, they didn't come in and testify she was a Basula, beautiful, she gets her Ksuba of 200. No, we should be nervous. She's going to go next month. She's going to fly down to Florida. She's going to pull out now her piece of paper, the Ksuba, and say, hey, they never paid this up. Look, I have a document saying that my ex-husbands or the kids or whatnot owe me the money. So she's going to double collect. The Gavyuban shall collect with it. Amar Avavua, Zaysamer, is a fundamental din, says Avavua. Kaisvin Shaiver. We write a receipt that what do we do anytime someone pays up? What do we do is we write a receipt and we give it to the party so they have protection. So it's true, she comes in with Adim saying, I was a Basula. Wonderful. They, they obligate either the husband or his kids to pay her 200. They pay 200. The Bezdin writes a receipt and gives it to the kids. So the husband says, hold on to this. So now, let's say next month, she flies down to Florida, pulls out her ksuba, says, wait, the kids, the husband owes me money. Their husband and the kids will show up and say, no, here's my shaver. 
Here's my receipt. So Zay Zay Meris, from here we learn, it's teaching us, we write a receipt, we don't have to necessarily return the document. If I owe you $100, you have a document saying I owe you 100 bucks. what happens when I pay you that $100? There's two things to do. Either you could give me back the original document, I'll rip it up, or you'll write a receipt that it was paid. So says Ravua, from our case, we learned that we're not ripping up the original Ksuba, we write a receipt. Rabbah a different answer. We're dealing with a place that they didn't write a ksuba. So since there is no ksuba in existence, there's no concern the husband's going to pull out a ksuba at a later date because they don't write a ksuba in this place. And now the Gemara says, And there are some who learned that the previous exchange between Rapapa and Rabavua, exactly the case in our Mishnah on the following Braisa. The Braisa says, If the Ksubasa, she lost her Ksuba, Hitamina Ksubasa, she hit her Ksuba, Nisrafa Ksubasa, her Ksuba was burnt up, Raktulifanel, then what happens? If there are Eden that said they danced before at the wedding, they joked around in front of her, they passed a certain cup in front of her, where they have the table, the, the, the bed sheets that show she was a basula. So then, there's Eden from any of these practices that remember that the wedding that she was a basula, End of Raisa. On this Raisa, we ask the same question. We ask our Mishnah. Why are we concerned? She'll have Edim and collect in this place, and she'll take her Ksub and collect in that place. The Gavya What do we see from Avir? write a receipt. We're dealing with a place they did not write a Ksuba. Says the Mara, you know what the place didn't write a Ksuba? It said in the Braisa that she lost her Ksuba. Obviously, there was a Ksuba. Says the Mara, you're right. It's a unique case. The husband wrote a Ksuba, he didn't have to. But Saif Saif says the Mara, great. So she's going to pull out the Ksuba and she's going to go collect with it. So why are we letting her collect with Adim? Answers the Gemara, my Ibda. What does it mean? She lost it? Ibda Ba'ar. It was burnt up in a fire. Says the Gemara, and Unisifa. That's the next case of the Braisa. Says it was burnt up. And furthermore, the Braisa said a third case. Hitmina said that she hit it. Michael and Neymar. Vesu. Ibda Lamali. Why do we need a case? If it's all the same case, why do I have to say it twice? Ella call Ibda Kitmina Bifanenu Dami. What does it mean that she lost it? What it means that she lost it is, it's as if it was hidden. And we're never going to give it to her until she procures Aiden that says it was burnt. So anytime she walks in without the Aiden, without the Ksuba, excuse me, she needs Aiden to say that the Ksuba was burnt up. And therefore, that's the reason why Rapapa says she's believed. And that's the same exchange in Rapapa and Ravavua. Comments the Gemara, the one that says in this second case, certainly they're going to agree that this is the din in our Mishnah. Why not? The one that learned the exchange between Ravua and Rapapa, whether they write a shaver, whether they didn't have a ksuba, is going to say that's only in the Mishnah. I in the Brice, the Brice is different. The Brice was shver, because the Brice said that they lost the ksuba. It's true that you answered and you made up different ways of learning the Brice, but it's not a very easy way of learning it's the one that learned the exchange in our pop and our on the Mishnah will say it's only on the Mishnah but not on the Braisa says the Gemara about 20 lines to the bottom the first one line is Ki Koshya Im Yesh Edim asks the Gemara V'leichash Dilma Mavke Edi Enuma V'hai Be'ezidah V'gav Adem Mavke Edi Enuma V'hai Be'edina Achrina V'gav Yah 
answers, asks the Gemara a question I'm sure was bothering many people. The previous old Gemara was busy dealing with that we're nervous, she'll collect with Edom in this Bezdin, and then collect with the Ksuba in that Bezdin. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why aren't we also nervous? She'll collect with Edom in this Bezdin and Edom with this Bezdin. Why are we concerned to that detail? Answers the Gemara, you're right. Sure, any time there is such a concern, vaday kasvinan shayfer in a place where there is no ksuba and they collect based on Edom like we the whole previous exchange of the Gemara says Gemara, you're right. We're gonna have to and we're forced to write a receipt because if you don't write a receipt, you can just bring Edom in one bezin, bring Edom in another bezin, and there's no protection for the ex-husband for the children, so it must be we write a receipt. Now says the Gemara, if you we'll finish with this. The previous price has said a few ways of knowing that she was a basula. One of them was they passed a cup in front of her. Says the Gemara, Michael shall besura. What is this case of besura of an announcement? We pass a cup of wine of truma. As if to tell everyone, This woman is fitting to eat truma, meaning she was never previously married. She's allowed to marry a kain, and then she'd be allowed to get truma. So this symbolic uh, concept of passing a cup of truma in front of you is to show, ah, she's a besula. She could have married a kain. And that shows that she's a besula. One second, Masla Rapapa, Ato Amana Milachla Says Rapapa, what? One second. A Grusha, you write, can't marry a Kayin. But an Amana, she really wasn't a besula. She was not a besula. She had relations. And she's an Amana, her husband died. She's allowed to marry a Kayin. She can't marry a Kayin Kaddle. But she can marry a Kayin. Elamara Papa, you're right. You racious get Chuma racious. You know what the symbol, symbolism is? That just like the cup of Chuma is the first, so too this woman is her first, meaning she is a besula. Tanya, we learned in a bright story. They didn't pass a cup in front of her, they passed a whole barrel. Ravada Brava says a little bit different. You know what they used to do? If she was a Basula, she never was married, never had relations, they parried a barrel that was closed. If she was a Baula, a woman that had relations, they passed a barrel that's open. They'd have a whole procedure, a whole procession at the wedding. Ask the Gemara, am I? Why, according to Ravada Brava, do they do this? Never come a Basula, become Baula, never. Why don't we just say, if she's a Basula, pass the barrel. If she's not a Basula, don't pass the barrel. Why do you have to one time pass it closed and one time pass it open? Answers the Gemara, Klau. Zimnin de Masayim, you know why? Because she's going to claim 200, even when they did not pass the barrel. And she's going to say, Why didn't they pass the barrel? It's was an So to prevent that, in every case, as Ravadabarava, we always pass something in front of her. So now she can't claim it was an Inus. If she's a Basula, it's a closed barrel, showing she's a closed woman, she never had relations. If she's a Baula, then it's an open barrel. We'll pick it up from Tanarabon and the famous Gemara of Ketamarak and Lefnei Akala, and the next year, Bisiyata Dishmayo.